Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Christy. We are having conversations of a not-so-balanced life. Our goal here is to help you get past the good enough phase of life and begin your growth journey. We are a community of women supporting women. Hi, friends. We are back. Welcome. Hi, everyone. Today's episode, we are going to talk about mindset, um, kind of picking up where we left off last week. I thought it'd be super fun for us to start out by stating our, kind of our default mindset, where we are, and the fact that Christy and I are opposites, <laughs> completely opposite. So I'll let Christy go first. What is your default mindset? Eternal optimist. Do you yeah, agree? Yeah, totally. <laughs> that is yours. Yes. <laughs> and what is yours? I am naturally a pessimist. Like I always see the negative first and feel like I'm not good enough. Does That's that help? Fair. Yeah. So I think the thought behind it is that I feel like over the last few years, what Megan and I have both realized is that maybe our default mindset wasn't the mindset that we needed to be in all the time. Ever. <laughs> for me, it was ever. <laughs> I, so for me, it was really, I think I had maybe because, right, happy, being happy was, it, it's easy to be happy, right? It feels easy. It's good. And I think being in any other set of emotion was hard. And but isn't it exhausting to be an internal, eternal optimist? No, for me, oh. it's just effortless yeah I find I think the opposite right like to be pessimistic about everything like, oh god that's so hard but the I don't know but right I feel like you just have to we both had to learn that like life's a roller coaster you're gonna have all the emotions not just those two right like there's gonna be a multitude and the best thing you can do is just be authentic and kind of sit in them and then figure it out and I think it took me a long time to figure out what authentic meant to me. Yeah. Like I had somebody actually tell me, gosh, you're so negative. Isn't that draining? And it was like, I don't know why somebody telling me that. I'm like, no, I'm not. Oh my gosh. I really am so negative. I, it just wasn't, it was just who I was. So it wasn't really, it's not something I ever really picked up on. And then once I started recognizing the negativity, that's how I was able to kind of like work on the mindset from from there well and I think something you said right I think I, I think there is a part of just you have to live a certain amount of life maybe yeah. that amount is different for everyone before you can really figure out what authenticity means to you and also not only that but be comfortable being yourself and not trying to be that chameleon yeah as you move through life and different situations and interact with different people yeah 20s were hard for me it was like in my 20s it was I'm no longer really a kid. I need to be kind of a grown up, but I don't feel like a grown up. And like, which group of pe coworkers am I going to like fit in with? And so, like, I was exactly what you're describing. I was a chameleon. And it's like, if I hung out with negative people, I was more negative because that was my default. And when I hung out with eternal optimists, it was very draining for me, which is why you and I being friends for so long, you know, I mean, we've been friends since high school. I don't think I was very negative in high school. Was I, or have I always been? I think that's something I developed in college. I don't remember you being negative in high yeah. school. Yeah. It was a long time ago. So who knows? <laughs> <laughs> so what have you done over the last few years to work on adjusting your mindset? Yeah, great question. So I think it's just recognizing when I'm in a moment of negativity and trying to find, you know, a balance or a, to me, it's gratitude practice has been super helpful um, and finding the reason to be grateful in even the most trying of times. And I think being kind of like my default is negative and I always feel like I'm not good enough. Also, 
working on kind of my self-talk has been incredibly helpful. And then one thing that, you know, we've talked about in past episodes is the word of the year and how that's kind of grounded the decisions that I make. So those are the kind of the few things that I've done to really kind of work on the way I talk to myself and about myself. I think a lot of the same for me. I think I've always had a decent amount of positive self-talk, but I think I still still have let imposter syndrome creep in at times. But I think overall too, just being comfortable being in discomfort a little bit. Mm-hmm. Gratitude practice wholeheartedly. Like I believe so much in that because I think it's really easy to get stuck in, well, this five minutes of my day was really shitty. Okay, but what about all these awesome other things? Like maybe you caught the sunrise this morning. Maybe like your kid didn't tell you hated you today. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it doesn't have to be, yeah, it doesn't have to be big things. It could be, I walked down to a clean sink, you know, like this morning, I- Coffee and peace. Yes, exactly. This morning, I didn't have to do bus drop, you know, bus stop. Yeah, just the small things. Yeah. So, and you don't think that there's anything else that you've done to kind of address- your mindset. I, I mean, I, to me, what what about your mindset? Did you feel like you had to change? If you're the eternal optimist, it's like, well, what well, do you so, need to do? Okay. It's always nice to be able to find the silver lining. And I think that, you know, optimism has ser- served me well over the years just because it's, you you know, you kind of are always have that positive outlook. Like things are going to work out. It's probably going to be fine. But when you get to a hard moment, mm-hmm. it's hard to sit in it. And sometimes you need to sit in it. It's not necessarily healthy just to try to get back to happy, right? Or get back to like that comfort. Like sometimes you need the discomfort and that, you know, an an opportunity to grow or change or learn something, you know, whatever it may be. And if you can't sit in it because you're just trying to get back to happy, like that's not a healthy way to be either. I think so. I really had to learn how to be able to kind of sit in those ups and downs and be okay with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for me too, like postpartum is like a whole other animal, a whole other beast and probably a whole other podcast. But that <laughs> um, postpartum time for me with both of my kids was extremely challenging. And I would find myself kind of stuck in the anxiety headspace a lot <laughs> of the time. I mean, even now to this day, my youngest will be like, I'll be brave when as tall as daddy. I'm not as, I'm not brave yet. I don't need to be brave yet. And I know that I did that because I was like, oh my God, stop. Very much a helicopter mom when he was little. And that was my anxiety. And it was like, no, I have to prevent you from ever hurting yourself ever instead of him learning his own boundaries. So yeah, there's a lot with my personality that kind of impacts my mindset because then it makes me feel like a bad mom. And then, you know, like I see, you know, them coming back. And they're doing something that I would have liked to have done differently. And then that impacts the whole, my whole mindset, my whole outlook. Well, yeah, I guess that's a whole other thing of like, how then you, once you have kids, right? You kind of see how you're the way that you do things or the things that they do that trigger you. Yes. Like how that affects you. And I think that that is something that I've started to be able to do. Like, so just in life, right? You'll have different things that trigger you. I think I talked about maybe my Chick-fil-A experience one time on here. I love some Chick-fil-A, but mm-hmm. the I had, I had one bad experience and it wasn't, it was just, they had a bunch of new employees. It was a long wait, whatever, but, and it wasn't even, the Chick-fil-A was awesome. It was somebody else in line that was being a pain in the butt. It was a very triggering moment for me. And I wanted to match the other person's negative energy, mm-hmm. but I had had, you know, I had been working on recognizing triggers because I think, you know, you're never going to be perfect, but what like first step in growth, right, is recognizing when something is triggering you. Mm -hmm. And so I recognized it. And I still didn't react 
the best I could have but at least recognize. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, something to recognize for next time. You know, it's interesting as I, I walked through a scenario with a friend and at the time I was praising myself and the way that I handled the situation. And then she pointed something out. And so the scenario was this. So my oldest was, he uses our couches like trampolines. And I mean, that's fine with me in our house. It works, but he was jumping off of them onto blocks. Well, the blocks were between the entertainment center corner and the windowsill corner. And like in my head, he jumps down and he misses the blocks and he hits the corner and he takes out an eye, you know, like I, my, my <laughs> mind is spiraling of all the potential scenario. hazards. Right. So instead of no, don't do that. No, don't do that. I said, okay, just make safe choices. And I walked away. And so what she had explained to me was that was me setting a boundary. So my, ba- my boundary was, you can play this way, but I don't want to watch it. And it's interesting to me because I think that the older that I get, the more that I recognize my triggers, the easier it is for me to set a boundary that makes, keeps me comfortable and stable and in a good spot. A hundred percent. And I think, I think that's a whole nother podcast episode episode because I think, I think that that is, you know, I, I grew up in a very Southern family. A lot (laughs) of my family, especially the women in my family did not have good boundaries. Uh, my mother, definitely not. She's an amazing, super helpful, sweet, amazing woman. Um, and I don't know what I do without her, but the woman is not good at setting boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody has room to-, to grow. Everybody has room yes. to grow. Yeah. Yes. Um, but so, you know, I just didn't see that modeled well when I was growing up. And so it was definitely something that I had to learn so that just, you know, so that I could be healthy for myself because I am definitely one of those people that even today, even though I like know I'm doing it, so I'm cognizant of it, but I still tend to do it, even though I'm better at it, is take on more than I can handle because I want to help. Yes. Helping is just like, I like to feel helpful. It makes me feel like purposeful, right? It gives me purpose. And so if I see somebody that needs help, like I'm probably going to jump in and try to do it, even if I don't have the bandwidth. Mm-hmm. And th- so that's an area of my life where I've had to learn how to kind of like pump the brakes and also just be okay with resting and recognizing mm-hmm. that sometimes I don't always have to be doing something like I can just have a day on the couch and that's okay if I need it. So I guess that's a great transition to my, am I normal? Because like legitimately, is it normal to be annoyed when other people take a day off and you feel like there's so much to do? (laughs) (laughs) Depends, right? Like you can have your emotions or your emotions. I feel like if they're generally hardworking and helpful, then you need to be okay with them taking that time, right? Because it's all about Mm. self-care. and. All right, that's fair. I feel like I've been volunteering a lot at my kid's school and it's work that's been super fulfilling to me and I love it but then I'm also annoyed that other people aren't help aren't volunteering like there are 842 (laughs) kids and we had six volunteers for steam day really I will it's interesting to me so because you know where when we lived in North Carolina we were at a charter school so that means you had to actively apply to go to the school even though it's still a public school you just had to you know apply and then get accepted and it's through like a lottery system I don't know for some reason it feels like that act or like the people that are willing to take that initiative are also more likely to volunteer because the difference in like regular public school versus that, that I've seen just in my two experiences. So super small sample size, but it definitely seems like regular public school. A lot of people are less willing. However, I will say too, 
I feel like there's less communication. So I have less, less than, less than other, yeah. yes, less of an understanding of like what's going on without me going and probably researching and finding all the different information myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But. And my, my husband pointed out this weekend when I was complaining, <laughs> for lack of a better word, that a lot of kids rely on two parents who have two incomes who are at work during the school day. So I'm sure that activities in the evenings or on the weekends might get better participation than those that are during the school day. And I'm like, I get, I do. I completely understand that. I have a full-time job as well. And I am still making the time. So that takes away from time for my family because I'm doing that. And that's something that I'm having, I'm struggling with a little bit. But again, that goes back to boundaries and knowing, you know, where to set them and what, what can I do or I can still be present with my family when I'm not there and not at work. But the point is... (laughs) That I still find it hard that people can't find two hours of their day for two hour shift to help out with a presentation at school. But, you know, work is not flexible for everybody. And I guess everybody's got their own. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people don't have flexible work schedules. Thank you. And I are very lucky in the fact that ours are somewhat flexible. Yeah, for Um, sure. Like I'm going with Cam on a field trip on Wednesday. I mean, I'm taking the day and I'm actually using a volunteer day for work, which is really nice that I have that option. Oh, that is really cool. Yeah. All right. So what's your am I normal? Okay. Mine's so stupid. (laughs) (laughs) I've been seeing a lot of reels lately on Instagram about people with pet raccoons. (laughs) (laughs) Continue. (laughs) And it's making me want a pet raccoon. Am I (laughs) I mean, if if you're seeing them as pets somewhere, then maybe you are. full disclosure I'm not actually going to get a raccoon I like little <laughs> little animals and I like talk about wanting them as a pet I don't know it's the whole thing the chicken pig you want the chicken pig right I do the chicken pig I need a chicken pig actually or a baby cow a baby cow would be good so what's funny is I watched a, a reel today on um Instagram maybe it's Facebook Facebook's now doing reels too so I'm, I'm always confused about which platform it is that I'm looking at them um I'm not on TikTok so it's one of those two places anyway yeah we're too old for TikTok yeah there was there were some guys working on a vehicle and the vehicle was lifted and he was like digging. And then all of a sudden he pulls out a raccoon and then the raccoon goes <laughs> skittering. And I'm like, oh, Does that's that give amazing. you a little PTSD, Megan? A little bit of PTSD. My car recently, so we've been garage parkers for like 10 years. And then we moved, when we moved to Virginia, we didn't have space yet in the garage for my car to be pulled in simply because we're, you know, moving and unpacking and all the things. And so- Evidently, a rodent made a nest in my engine and chewed through my electrical wires and my car was the shop for a month and a half and there's been insurance claims and it's been a, it's been just delightful. <laughs> but, like but that's okay because the positive thing was my husband and I both work from home. It wasn't a huge inconvenience for the car to be at the shop. We were able to manage for a month with just one vehicle, which was, you know, really nice. A lot of people don't have that flexibility. So when it was challenging, my parents also picked up the slack by getting Jack. So it worked out. <laughs> anyway. Now that squirrel no longer has a home, but we, don't have, <laughs> we won't talk about it. <laughs> That's okay. It was kind of an expensive home. <laughs> <laughs> Not for <laughs> Truth. Oh, funny. All right, Christy, do you want me to leave with a challenge and then you do your final thoughts? My challenge for this week is to find a moment to be present and feel connection and connected 
whether that's with the people in your life or that's with yourself or that's with the earth or that's with whatever it is that you feel like you need to connect with this week, but find a, find a way to feel connected. And before my final thought, I do just have one additional thought. Yeah. What's that? So two final thoughts. You, well, you made me think of something. So connecting with the earth, I will say when I feel super out of whack or I'm just like in a negative loop, but I can't seem to get out of it. One of the things that I found that really helps me is going outside, Mm -hmm. go walk around barefoot, go watch a sunrise or sunset, go take a walk, any, like just being outside, which, and there's some research that shows why that helps, Mm -hmm. but as another option, just it's kind of annoying that it helps because I'm not a huge nature fan, but I agree that when I spend time outside, I feel energized and refreshed and how are um, we even friends? I love it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I have one kid that loves it and one kid that hates it. So okay. Final thought. I love Megan, by the way, but final thought <laughs> for the day. <laughs> our mindset can either propel us forward into our dream life and help us find gratitude and positivity, or it can keep us in negativity and a paralyzed state of spinning our wheels. The choice is yours. Yeah. Good luck with your choices this week. Ooh. Bye, friends. Bye, friend. If you want to leave us feedback, please review our podcast on whatever app that you're listening to. That helps us. You can also follow us on Instagram at intentional.as.a.mother. And we will see you next week. Bye.